Hello everybody, welcome again for who is listening and uh, this morning I'm the, I have the pleasure to be here with Marina Mascarel. Hello Marina. Hello Giacomo. <laughs> you are kind of renowned as a choreographer and do you mind though giving us an insight of who you are? So um, I'm a freelance choreographer since uh, 2011. Um, I have been busy creating my independent work as well as uh, commissions, international commissions for different companies. Um, I'm busy uh, with uh, studying and understanding different subjects and how to translate them into body. Perfect, thank you very much. And uh, the first question that comes up to my mind is this, I mean, uh, you are a woman, no? And we are also, in times, we are facing times in which uh, the role of the woman is, um, is discussed, you know, the role of the feminine is discussed. Um, did you find yourself, how did you find yourself in trying to find a place in, a, in the world of choreography, which has um, mainly been led by men for a lot of years? And uh, did you find it difficult? Um, did you find uh, problems in establishing yourself as a choreographer? Did you experience inequality in entering uh, this uh, profession? Well, uh, as a woman, I find I found difficulties um, in many different uh, spectrums of life, not only in dance. And inequality, of course, in dance is also relevant. Um, but I'm also a Western woman who has more privilege than other women. So, um, so in a way, I also feel the privilege. Um, but said that, uh, obviously, like um, I'm a feminist, and to be a feminist is uh, to to embrace partial sides or partial point of views. Uh, to go away of the phallocentrism uh, that uh, insists in one true and one world. So uh, to be a feminist is embracing uh, ethics and different worlds. And that's in continued questioning. Uh, it never stops. So it's also um, a way of living, I, I guess. And answering to your question, if I found like inequality in dance, uh, I did. Um, I find uh, inequality, but also um, a lot of binarism uh, point of views, like uh, men, women, white, black, Republican, Democrat, <laughs> you know, and. Um, so that's uh, also part of uh, the fight. Uh, not only is the fight uh, for women, obviously, but uh, the fight for uh, having a more open understanding of the world in all senses. Yeah, and um, now we are living in very weird times because of Corona. Um, how are you facing this situation and what did this period teach you? So, uh, um, I guess it is quite natural what I have experienced like at the 
very first weeks it was I was in a shock after I was questioning my profession I thought that 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 was it that that was over <laughs> and then I understood that uh, that culture is essential um, that dance is essential for society uh, that to f- touch the body and to feel the body is essential for our societies so um I I somehow I'm more in love with our profession since this started um not that before I wasn't in love obviously but even more and uh and definitely uh with the strength to keep on going and see how we can find formulas to have uh, collective experiences um, I had a beautiful chance of reading uh, uh, your manifesto on your website. Um, does this manifesto evolve in time, change, uh, and can you give us a description of it? Can you tell us what it says? Well, the manifesto, um, it has been developed through the years. Um, I started everything... I always say that as a choreographer, um, I uh, I built up in in my experience as a performer, and uh, uh, especially of everything I was missing as a performer. Uh, not so much about what I was gaining, but more about what I was uh, yes missing or um, or uh, I had the. Um, uh, how do you say, um, uh, the willing of experiencing other things. So that's basically how I started to build my principles. And those principles have been follow me, following me from the beginning, but also have been uh, developing through the years because every project I do, it's, um, it touches a subject from different points of view, and that subject changes my perception of the world. So definitely the manifesto has been changing on and on and on and on. Um, This manifesto um, tries to um, show my my ideas of of what movement, body, uh, relations um, and experiences should be in the performing arts and I try to to keep on attached to it uh, yes it's like my own rules that I try to not jump them <laughs> I must say that I find this uh, extremely interesting because it's not so common to find uh, choreographers that um, explain uh, their aim and goal, and uh, sometimes it's also good to have a reminder of what uh, the the intention that brings us on. Um, I wanted to, to ask you about your practice. Uh, how does it unfold? Um, you also on your website you explain it uh, clearly and. Uh, uh, it's very also for somebody that like is not close to the dance uh, world. It uh, it's clear. But could you just tell us how um, what's your what's the aim and how it unfolds a bit? 
the practice that I have been developing and I, I even find, like, I think it's unfair to say I, because this is like, uh, as everything, no? Like it is a collection of experiences through the years and a collection of reflecting on those experiences. So, um, so this, the practice, uh, it is a somatic practice that uh, uh, adds, keeps on adding layers of perception uh, in order to dance from a state of mind and not from the form. So that's the aim, and the aim is to increase awareness um, and playfulness in our um, in our practices, but also it's a practice that fights against patterns. And uh, I think this is also something I do in life and and it's very much related in how I see uh, the world and how and the relation I want to have with the world. So this practice follows up that idea in order to to find this balance between mind and body. Would you define your practice more like a, a status of trance or a status of constant awareness? I think um, it's a, I think it's a balance between both uh, the the state of con of constant uh, constant awareness definitely uh, has to do with certain trans <laughs> state as well right so it's a balance between letting go and, uh, and knowing where you are and and because i mean you work mainly with dancers of this generation and then maybe later i will talk about uh, i will ask you about your last project but i like um, how do you feel um, towards this generation? Do you feel like that um, this generation uh, can easily reach this status of playfulness uh, and, leave them, and leave the judgment outside and the formality outside, uh, considering that we belong to a society that then imposes the path of each individual? So is it, uh, how do you find yourself? Is it easy to relate with... Uh, this generation of dancers and leading them inside uh, this process? Yeah, I have to say that um, through the years, uh, also I, I teach to younger generations, I teach to students in different uh, schools, such as Codart, for example, and I, and I can see that uh, they are less attached to form and more open to, to experience. Said that, I think they are also uh, less uh, interested in repetition, in, in the long term of committing to something, and they like more to taste a lot of different things. So, um, so it is definitely a generation that is open and I would say is more they are more into plasticity, you know, and, and the flexibility of, of the body, not in the sense of stretching yourself, but in the flexibility of the body and mind. Um, so I think uh, also because their um, possibilities 
are uh, more narrow so that also from the beginning when you go for this career I think it makes you realize that you need to be open-minded so in that sense I I think they are completely like into uh, playing and letting go Um, but I wish they would be a bit more constant <laughs> into falling into a repetition or or finding the beauty in in committing to something a bit longer. Uh, do you think that uh, the performative world is tolerant and open uh, to the different voices? Do you have the feeling, both as a maker and both, if you think, I mean, I don't, i don't know if you still perform, but like also as a performer, do you find that the world is um, able to accept or open to accept uh, the, the personal expression? Uh, yes, I think the world is more open than before. Said that, I don't think it's completely ready to accept everything. I think, uh, I think perhaps institutions are not so open to that yet um, but they will have to so I think it's an inevitable future like or, or you go with it or you will disappear <laughs> that's what I think um, so I wish institutions could, could go faster in uh, embracing the different bodies and the different approaches um, But uh, I think in the independent world, there is much more room to, to those voices. And, uh, and it's really like, um, I find it a plus. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so I, I think this is what it, the feeling no? in, the, in the independent world. I mean, independent is out of an institution. But... Um, I think we are also in a moment that everyone expresses a lot and I also l like to question that. Like, of course, I want the people to, to express themselves, um, but um, individually everyone needs the room to express themselves, but I wonder if we are losing what it means the we, what it means the community and what it means the group. I have the sensation that uh, that in Western societies we have lost a bit the sense of community by sharing and the, the sharing with others and the, with within the loss of ego. So I think uh, it needs to f we need to find a, a healthy balance. Yeah, you work also, uh, you spoke about Western society, but you work also in Eastern society. Do you find a difference with it, for example? Yes, there is like a huge difference uh, in terms of appro when approaching work, uh, when embracing performativity or performance. Um, I find, that's why I talk about the we in the previous question, because I find they are... Uh, Um, more conscient of we uh, more than in uh, in western societies where the individual needs a lot of room and we talk about uh, individual freedom um, a lot we talk about individual freedom a lot and for them 
uh, is everything about the group. So I don't know when I give a note or uh, I talk with a dancer, all the dancers are involved and everyone comments in the note of one person. I'm just giving you an example. That is pretty interesting. Um, when I work in Europe, that's not the case most of the times because it's, uh, you, it's, uh, we have an individual relationship and then everyone is more, okay, I do this because I am like that and like that, you know? It's more this consciousness of who I am as an individual and for them is who we are. And that I feel it in uh, different fields, in different uh, terms, but I also, another uh, interesting uh, difference, and, uh, and of course I'm generalizing, and generalizing is not the, the best thing to do, but I also perceive that they have a relation with the performance, a more spiritual relation with the performance, and, uh, I don't know, for example, every, before every show, they pray and they be, come from different religions. That doesn't mean that they pray to the same God or, you know, like, but there is this concentration and this spirituality um, that everyone calls it in a different way, but the aim of embracing this invisible thing that we create when we perform. Yeah. Um... Uh, I would like you to comment, if you can, on this quote. In no other art form, the human body is, is as crucial as in dance. The dancer's intelligent, hypersensitive and carnal body becomes a privileged place to explore the materiality of the new world. This is actually uh, the, the subject of my previous piece, that it has uh, just... Uh, <laughs> performing in Taiwan and it will be premiered in uh, Stockholm in January. And uh, yes, so I have been busy um, understanding the immateriality of our uh, society, um, the absence of body in our relations and our relation with the images. And, uh, and the more I was digging into that subject, uh, the more body was coming, was erasing <laughs> from, from this uh, research. And uh, the more attached I was with our profession, um, realizing that we are like a, rare, a very, very rare species in this society, uh, where still we experience life through body. Uh, so, so yeah, I find, um, as I say, a rare species. I think uh, dancers are um, privileged um, beings because uh, when you close your eyes, you probably, I think, and I ask you to think of an experience of something that uh, get, let, left a print on you, you will think of a, a body experience, I mean, that you were present. And uh, dancers are present all the time. You cannot, this is what we do, no? We share a space with other bodies. We, we share skin and we share experiences. And that's why I find that um, so incredibly enriching 
and uh, I feel incredibly lucky to to be part of of this field, no? of the field of embodying thought. Great, thank you. And um, so connecting with this, I would like also to understand how um, um, how important because I guess like to reach also a certain point, you need a specific connection and affinity with the performers that eventually you choose for, for a work. Um, how important is this process and how um, does it go? Does it go f- through affinity that you have? How long does it take? Or how do you get to find the crew that you desire? So, for my uh, for commissions, you know, I choose from an amount of dancers that the company has and so on. But um, and then I go to independent works. But with uh, working with uh, commissions, um, I don't choose the dancers. I I have a I have a word within the dancers of the <laughs> of the company. Um, but I I always give a lot of importance to the process. I think I am a creator focused in the process and not in the result. Um, I like to to give everyone an enjoyable process. I like them to to share with others. I like to play all the time games in the studio. Um, I make a lot of effort to create uh, a team. You are said also to be a very funny person. I mean, rumors say that it's like... Yeah, could, could be, could be. I I take everything quite light. Like uh, this conversation, it seems pretty heavy <laughs> because it, it has the thoughts behind. But yeah, I, I, I try to take things very light and... Um, I really don't like this thing of uh, the choreographer, so um, I try to simplify a lot the relations and look to the eyes of the of the people and uh, and be in their position and, and that's something I I can say of myself. I'm a I'm pretty empathic person, so so I think in order to feel uh, the team, it's important that everyone feels the importance of their present of their presence in the team and everyone has a very special and important role within the team there is no one that is more than the others and it happens that i am the one that has to take some decisions here and there but um, but i try to really work horizontally and um, and then when i work with uh, independent with, with my independent work is another story because um i'm a I'm not easy to find the performers. Uh, it's not so easy for me to find the performers I want to share uh, with a project. And always it takes a lot of time <laughs> to put them together because um, I think of of um, the puzzle. No? Uh, I think of the people that can bring something to others and that are complementary to each other that I think they will enjoy from being next to each other and I also will enjoy that on stage or not in the in the studio <laughs> most important that on stage so it always takes time to find the perfect puzzle and, uh, and 
And that's why I take very long time because I don't want to have get have mistakes when picking the people. Uh, do you would you define yourself as perfectionist? Yes, yes, I am. I am a perfectionist. Yes, but I am a perfectionist that that I'm okay with things like they come. But when I have to craft a work, I'm an artisan. I want the piece I'm touching to be the best I, I can. Like an artisan wouldn't let, if I'm working with wood, uh, think pinching out there, right? <laughs> so I consider myself as an artisan or I try to. Uh, so yes, I'm, I'm perfectionist in the piece I'm making. Great. And uh, so then always connecting with this, I mean, you're recently looking for performers over 45. Um, do you have a specific, because I don't know if it's your first time that you were with people like that are also older than you. Um, what is your feeling about uh, working with uh, performers that might have a strong experience different than yours? And um, uh, what uh, are you looking for in this situation? So... Um... I feel like uh, um, I know nothing <laughs> when I'm looking for performers over 45 because their experience is much uh, bigger than my experience and I can learn so much from them. Um, I did a, a call and I already and I got a lot of applications and the applications they had to talk during seven minutes more or less about their uh, about perception of certain things. I, I made some questions here and there uh, for them. And I have to say it was extremely touching. Like, I don't know, I've been with all these people in my house alone, listening to their perception of the our art form and what they look for. And uh, many times I, I, I got into tears because Something I, uh, I, I have realized that, first of all, I feel horrible of not doing this before. <laughs> I know many other creators did it before, um, but I feel really bad that I didn't do it before. Um, but also, uh, when listening to them, I see that uh, there is no ambition. It only, you can only feel the love for this profession. And you feel the love in capital letters. And, uh, and it's really frustrating to see that the people that I have so much to say and to do on stage uh, have the doors closed in most of the places. Uh, so yeah, I, I got messages that, I don't know, from all corners of the world saying that like they were really touched and got very emotional when they saw the advertisement um, and I got emotional listening at them because uh, it is unfair and I find this uh, this is a this is just justice and this justice needs to be done in many other places uh, but we had an, uh, we had NDT3 like Killian did it many years ago uh, we have a company in Berlin, Dance On, there is an institution, we have been about with all these incredible, like there are some institutions that are embracing and have been embracing this, 
but in general terms, um, yes, there is an end for our profession, and this should not be like that. I I think uh, I have the pleasure already of being two days with uh, some of the people in the Hague. I did a workshop this last uh, weekend, and um, and it's just like. Um, I cannot understand how we have pushed our uh, our uh, senior performers out of our uh, spectrum. It's just not. It's not. It's just not right. You know. Ooh. Yeah, it's a system that like um, doesn't allow you the choice to keep on doing your profession. It's a system that says, "Okay, you are." Not fresh enough, bye. You know, like it. It's like, no, but I was good. I was. If I was, why I am not now? You know? Um, but, um, yeah. And uh, did you, just a question like this, I mean, concerning, because, I mean, let's say performers over 45, it's kind of a category which is not, uh, I mean, a normal, let's say, a normal category. Did you ever work with non-performers? Because I'm interested in knowing like how you feel like uh, also working on your practice with uh, people that have a totally different body experience, for example. I uh, I didn't I didn't work with non with uh, non-professionals of the body. Definitely very curious to to share experiences with bodies that are not highly uh, aware or you know yes. Very curious. I, I share my life with a person that is not a performer. So I kind of have a, an idea of, a, of what it means. And uh, it's very interesting, I know. It's, um, we are used to, to be surrounded by bodies that are highly trained and that are aware. And uh, you see them uh, having a certain behavior in the supermarket. We have a certain behavior in our daily life, right? So, so yeah, definitely, I would be very interested in working with uh, no professionals, but uh, it didn't happen. I will work with singers very soon, <laughs> but they are performers as well. So, just the last two questions: uh, Do you, if you think about the performative world, what do you think uh, this world needs now? I think what it needs now, it needs um, support. <laughs> it needs a lot of support and uh, it needs uh, the the state needs to understand the essentiality of of it and the importance of it and um, that's the main thing we 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 need to to make the people understand that we can bring so much to the society and not only as a dance uh, performance, or I think um, our our uh, expertise can be uh, applied to many, many different fields. And I think it would be amazing if we don't categorize, this is a dance piece, this is a theater piece, and then uh, make the box very little. But I think it would be amazing if people would realize how much we can bring to other fields. 
Yeah, uh, I agree totally with you. Uh, it's a thought that I share completely. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, mm, on a last note, uh, do you have a wish for yourself or uh, for your work? Um, I wonder sometimes uh, what's going to be next and what I will do and how I want to evolve and develop. I wonder, and I, and I try to focus in, in certain places where I would like to be in the future. Um, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Marina, thank you very much for being with us today. It was a great pleasure to listen to your thoughts and uh, uh, to, to know what uh, inspires you. Um, uh, I wish you good luck for all your future projects and, uh, of course, in a situation like this, to be healthy and safe. Thank you again. Thank you, Giacomo. It's a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>